calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. We're in person again. We are. I know. It's it's much better. So what's up? Not much. Not much. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Same. Yeah. I'm Kate. I'm Chantel. What are you reading? I'm still reading Burial Rites. How are you liking it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not for you necessarily. It's just a bit slow, but it's starting to pick up because I'm in like the last third of the book now. Oh my god! Finally, (laughs) you stuck it out. Yeah. You didn't do the hundred page rule this time. No, I didn't because it was like suggested to me by Leanne. I know. I don't think that she listens, but I think that Leanne and I have different tastes. Mm -hmm. Like I feel. Like, she she likes a historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not me. <laughs> not me. My neighbor, the neighbor who yeah. I read books with or whatever, she was recommending, well, she had told me that she had read some good books, and she knows, and mm-hmm. she's like, although you probably wouldn't like it, it's a historical fiction. And I was like, not no, for me. No, no, no. It's just not for yeah. me. No, you definitely wouldn't like it. Because I feel like there's, I feel like there's parts of the book when it's a historical fiction mm-hmm. that are just so dry yes. and like they don't need to be there but yes. maybe like for some people it's like painting more of the picture like they would enjoy that yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and I'm just like okay let me get to the oh, like this. meat and potatoes here yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's good that you and I have the same book taste yeah or else this it, podcast could be weird it could be <laughs> just the innocence over and over again oh my god speaking of which <laughs> I finished bloodline oh yeah there was some serious innocence shit going on oh, in it. No. <laughs> but like intentional. Oy. It was really fucked. My dad was like, that book was fucked. And I was like, texted him after I finished. That book was fucked. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite know like what he meant. I I mean, I figured like, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be twisty or something. Yeah. But it was very twisted. Weird. Twisted. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Very twisted. So Ooh. that was cool. But now I'm reading um Five Little Indians. Oh yeah. I started reading it on the 
national day, day mm-hmm. of truth is it and Recon- national yeah national day national of truth, day of and, truth reconciliation. and reconciliation yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i started reading it on um thursday yeah last thursday just as kind of like uh i don't know something to like learn and reflect yeah and, exactly yeah. that's exactly what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say and gosh is it written well it's a, such a good book yeah i like i'm already like halfway through yeah, it's I've, written really mm-hmm. well yeah i ate it up it was a great book yeah, yeah. this like you said like the subject matter is mm-hmm. terrib- terrible like so yeah. sad mm-hmm. and when you think about like oh my gosh just the trauma that these kids faced is so much more than i could even comprehend mm-hmm. like I think sometimes like, oh, you know, like my childhood was like weird or whatever. But then you hear about that shit and you're just like, I don't like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And it happened on a mass level. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Hundreds of thousands of children. Yes. Forcibly. Like, I just can't. I just, I just cannot. And a, a girl that I know on Facebook, she shared a thing this morning, which I just you keep learning more and more Mm -hmm. and that you had no idea about, but she shared a thing that someone had put on Facebook where it was like a letter and, um, a man, an indigenous man refused. He took his children back and the government cut off his food rations until he Mm -hmm. would, and until he returned. yeah. Yeah. The children. And I just like, what? I know. It's so sad it's awful. and messed up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to not be so um, naive. My boss is wonderful mm-hmm. and she sent out an email and she thought that it was ridiculous that the government didn't mandate it as a stat. So she was like, I'm calling it a stat mm-hmm. and gave us the day off. And yeah. it was actually very nice. Like, I organized a group donation for work nice. just to yeah. feel like yeah. we were honoring it mm-hmm. instead of just accepting a day, day off. off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then that's why I started reading the book mm-hmm. and, you know, just like decided to take some time. But yeah, I don't know. It's so it's so complicated still. I don't know. It, it's 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 like all talk and no action. Yeah, that's how it feels. Imagine being like an indigenous I know. person. I know. And feeling like. It's all talk. Yeah, it's all. It's been all talk and no action forever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. That like it's disgusting. Really, Mm -hmm. it's so sad. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on in Canada. Yeah. Canada. Little sidebar. I'm glad you're enjoying that book. Yes, I am enjoying that book. Honestly, I didn't. This is gonna sound awful. I know you raved about it, but I didn't think it was be. It would be as good as it is. Mm -hmm. Like it's just. It's like I said. It's so well Mm -hmm. written. Mm -hmm. It's just very great. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And Michelle Good, who mm-hmm. wrote that book, had a. Um, she's obviously an Indigenous author, but she had a lot of um, like great resources on that day as well. On oh, Thursday. did she? Yeah, because nice. she's she's a Canadian yeah. author. Yeah, she's up for a bunch of pro- uh, awards and stuff for that book. Oh, too. good for her. She should be. Yeah, that book good. Is so good. Yeah. yeah, I was looking on Goodreads and there wasn't like that many reviews on yeah. it, and I was like, how? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why aren't people? I don't know. It's interesting. Know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. I feel like maybe people feel the way that I felt where they're like, oh, it's just going to be, mm. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, it's honestly just written so well. And from yeah. such a like good sort of forced perspective mm-hmm. where you're enjoying reading it, but then you're also learning like yeah. the other side of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Should we talk about 
this book this book oh my god our spooky october book i'm getting creep vibes are you getting creepy vibes well like i'll talk about it as we go but like yeah i got some notes holy crap i got a lot of notes she wrote some notes yo so we're reading the night swim scrolling and scrolling by megan golden yeah Mm -hmm. and we're reading chapters 1 to 13 right okay yes cool Cool, cool, cool. I had to double check that when I finished reading the other day. I was like, it was 13, right? It's not like the rest of the book because I just want to keep reading. <laughs> I know. I wanted to keep reading too. I'm excited to like mm-hmm. record so that I can read today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a weird little like thing happen. I don't, I can't remember. I, I've been reading at night like I've been, mm-hmm. like I've said. Mm-hmm. So I get like sleep brain and yeah. then I, I thought I had one more chapter to read and then mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. looked in the morning and I was like, oh, I read it i get like it was very weird yeah anyway. sometimes like that's when i read usually i'll read like my book club book in the evening uh-huh. but like as i'm relaxing in the yes. evening and then at bedtime i'll read whatever else oh, I'm reading. Okay, okay. so then it's like sometimes same with like i really notice it when i'm reading books like the one i'm reading right now yeah and it's like i'm falling asleep yeah and then, like i have to go back and read like two oh, more pa- like yeah. reread it because i yeah. have no idea yeah. what just happened see if i were reading that kind of a book i would and i was forcing myself through i would just be like fuck it <laughs> i just i don't care what happens i just want to finish it well like i'd like to have a conversation with like leanne about it at work so i know I but what like, are you gonna say oh well it wasn't for me but like <laughs> i read it i read it because i felt guilty and there was no i don't feel i want to have a conversation okay and i feel guilty <laughs> <laughs> cute cute okay. cute all right so oh one other thing did you see how summer was like how do you oh yeah how do you what do you do i just write a note here yeah and then like keep a note of like what chapter i need to do i didn't know that you could bookmark in a kindle like i'm so like used to my regular book i just turn on the or kobo and then just like go read yeah i didn't know that you yeah like i knew that you could but i just never thought of doing that well sometimes like if i am reading that and i it's i'm getting the bedtime nods yeah when i'm reading and like, i'm like touching the screen and then i wake up in the morning and there's like things highlighted oh. and like the <laughs> d- page is dog-eared and i'm like i have no I idea how i even did this so how do i undo Just it sleeping and touching you're yeah. like well it looks like that that weird quote is gonna be highlighted yeah. forever yeah. <laughs> that's really funny okay yeah. okay go okay so <clears throat> In the first chapters, we pretty much just... I'm assuming there's only really the two characters... Yes. ...in the book. Perspectives. I would guess. Yes. Hannah and Rachel. Yes. So first we um, meet Hannah, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is describing her childhood in the night that her sister, Jenny, Mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's starting to paint a picture that Jenny... Um, died, but it didn't say that she was murdered. It was, like, seemed traumatic, though. Yes, yeah. And she's the younger sister, so... Hannah is. Hannah is, yes. Hannah is younger than Jenny, so it seemed like it was from her perspective, like, there was bloody footprints, Mm -hmm. there was... um, She wasn't really sure what was going on. The police were there. They took her, said that, like, you promised this, and then we now we have to go to the hospital. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then we find out that... um, Hannah and Jenny's mother is also dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And then after Jenny died, 
um that was kind of like her downfall she's yeah. just stopped she had like nothing to live yeah, for anymore she had nothing to give yeah. um Jenny is barely 16 mm-hmm. and Hannah is five weeks shy of her 10th birthday mm-hmm. so there's about a six-year age gap mm-hmm. and um Hannah was with Jenny the night that she died but she never told her mother this yes and she wouldn't tell the police anything no. yeah which is very weird yeah she's never talked about it yeah e e um Somebody from the police department has come and asked um, questions, but obviously Hannah didn't answer, mm-hmm. but she's now like feeling an overwhelming guilt that she's not really helped. Like as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's like, she's nine years old. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Um... And, okay, so as she's reflecting as an adult, mm-hmm. it's been 25 years mm-hmm. since Jenny was m- passed away. So she's yeah. 35. Yes. And she's not going to be silent anymore. So right. it sound, it's setting up that she's getting vocal about But she's going about it in a really creepy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super creepy. Mm-hmm. So next we meet Rachel Crawl. I want to say K-R-A, mm-hmm. yeah. Rachel Crawl, and she's got a podcast, and it's called Guilty or Not Guilty, mm-hmm. which I kind of thought that was super lame. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it'd be something, like, wittier, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not so, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you ever listen to Serial, the podcast Serial? Yes. This this had some super Serial mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah. Because I think that the first season of Serial did really start a true crime yes. like bandwagon yep. and that's what i'm kind of feeling mm-hmm. from this like For this sure. is maybe based off of that yeah i'd be curious to know mm-hmm. and maybe i should have looked it up but whatever um so yeah she's got her podcast she we find out that rachel's on the road um we don't really know where she's going at this point it's kind of just like throwing us yeah. into the midst which mm-hmm. is the same as the first chapter too yeah. you're like what the fuck yeah um she stops at a truck stop for a truck stop diner and then she eats, obviously. And when she comes back to her car, there's a creepy note on her windshield. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we find out. Mm-hmm. We also find out that they are crediting her podcast for the, quote, national obsession with true crime, end quote. Yeah. And then I made another note that it was reminding me of Serial. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel is feeling unnerved because... Someone recognized her IRL when she's tried to remain fairly anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we find out in this chapter or later on, but we do learn that she's deliberately kept, yes, like, recent yes. photos yes. from the media, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I thought about that, and I was like, I feel like some podcasters should probably do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, the true crime mm-hmm. ones. I don't know. Because sometimes you think about it, and, like, sometimes they're talking about cases where... The people are still alive. Yeah, like, it's a recent thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're, like, in jail. Yeah. Like, anyway, so it's been a very deliberate. So this is, like, very unnerving for her yeah. that someone knows who she is. Uh-huh. That would be super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and has recognized her in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, totally. No. And, like, knows that she's, like, yeah. at a, yeah, like you said, like, at a random diner. Like, yeah. that's fucked. Mm-hmm. That's super fucked. So... 
Then we find out that the letter is from Hannah, who we met in the first chapter, and she's asking Rachel for help with Jenny's killing. Mm -hmm. So I guess at this point we find out that there may have been like some homicide vibes. And she's saying that her murder will be, her murderer rather, will be at a trial in, how would you say this? Neapolis? 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 Yeah. Is that a real place? Well, like, there's Indianapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's the same. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a real place or not. I don't know. That's what I was trying to, like, figure out the spelling. So I was like, Indianapolis. (laughs) True, true, true. Neapolis. Okay, so then we find out that Rachel has chosen what is being set as the upcoming trial Mm -hmm. to be her next season of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also find out that it's the Blair trial, which is the guy's last name. Um, and at this point, I was just guessing because we didn't have any concrete facts, but it's about um, a young man who raped a girl and he's being he's being faced um, with having to go on trial now. On trial, yeah. <laughs> as, as it would seem to be to be based on the based trial on the trial there's gonna be a trial and an error <laughs> and a trial and an error gosh darn okay your turn um so then we find out that her like highly acclaimed seasons mm-hmm. um before that were season one she had proved a high school teacher was wrongly convicted mm-hmm. of killing his wife while they were on their second, second honeymoon. honeymoon what's a second honeymoon i don't know i'm a, i'm about that though like i could go on more than one yeah like what about your 10th honeymoon i'll go every year yeah. on honeymoon. <laughs> sounds good to me and just you're like i'm on our honeymoon yeah um and then the second season um they solved a cold case of a mother killed in her own hair salons Mm -hmm. a single mother Mm -hmm. and you know that this is fiction because Mm -hmm. these podcasts never solve they never (laughs) they They literally never never. there's never conclusion there's never a conclusion until like 10 years later yeah exactly so it's kind of funny but um so then that's kind of like the background of rachel and the podcast Mm -hmm. um she's gets back on the road after reading the note and she notices like there's a car kind of following her mm-hmm. and then it speeds up and passes her mm-hmm. um but she's like am i being hyper paranoid yes. or yeah. is this someone following me mm-hmm. <laughs> um so she arrives in neapolis mm-hmm. um which then i'm like that's the town from the ladder because it's like you're starting to piece things together oh, yes, as yes, you yes, go yeah um and um Rachel we find out that Rachel is putting pressure on herself for season three to mm-hmm. be perfect mm-hmm. um and she wants to push the envelope with this one um because it's the first time she her podcast is covering an active trial right and she's doing like live yeah. nightly updates yes yeah which would um, be a lot of work yes and it seems as if the trial is like an emotional subject in the town as yes well. and then we also find out later for her as well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so then they start painting a picture of what neapolis is like um it seems like everybody either knows the boy um personally by reputation or by reputation um but the girl's name has not been published but everyone can pretty much guess who it is it's, so mm-hmm. it's kind of seems like a small town but later on they say like um 
the people who grew up there. There's like new incoming right, people. Right. And it kind of makes it feel a little bit more like you have a little bit more an anonymity. 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 Yeah. Something like that. Centipede. But people who like grew up there um, know everybody. Like yes. it's small town vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we also meet Pete. Mm-hmm. Who I'm like, who is Pete? Who's Are they Pete? married? Yeah. Is it her assistant? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And Pete and Rachel are thinking together that maybe someone's following her. Yeah. Um, we this is interesting too. I kind of like this, although I'm so judgy. But we're getting um chapters in between that are the script for mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of a cool way to write right. it. Mm-hmm. Although I was like thinking about saying it out loud and I was like I don't think that would be very fluid like yeah. the way that some of it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like said but mm-hmm. whatever I can't judge too hard yeah it's an interesting concept I like that um and then we we find out for sure that they're covering a rape case and before you we oh. talk about the episode yeah 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 um she noticed on that note when she like ripped it up oh yeah yeah, yeah. that somebody they she said meet at the um morrison jetty or something yeah. like that at 4 p.m two two p.m 4 p.m i have two but i don't okay. know i could be wrong i could have been a late night typo okay <laughs> at a time <laughs> at a, a specific, time. specific, at a specific time. time and she's yeah. like ew no and, and like it up. she hates it yeah and then she's like trying to like um soothe herself or like mm-hmm reassure herself well everyone knows i'm here so yeah, like yeah whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. true now good episode, point so. now we're doing the yeah. script yeah so she's covering a rape case oh i guess we should have said at the top that this is has a trigger warning yeah yeah maybe i guess I should have said that so Sorry. just a heads up <laughs> there's a trigger warning um so she's covering a rape case she starts explaining a case that happened very close to home for her um, I guess it was like a woman who lives in her neighborhood mm-hmm. who, I didn't write it down, but was she raped and murdered? Yes. She was. Yes. Yeah. And then it kind of created this weird, like unsafe vibe in her neighborhood mm-hmm. and it was frustrating. And I just wrote down a quote because it really resonated with me. I really like Rachel's take on, you can tell she's very much on the side of the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas it seems like in the town, a lot of people are on the side of the rapist Rapist, yeah right which is blows my mind i know i know i know Mm -hmm. but the quote i wrote down was if every woman who felt afraid called 911 the switchboard would melt that is what women live with every day of our lives which Mm -hmm. is so true Mm -hmm. like because they had said if you feel afraid call 911 it's like what am i supposed to do yeah like i'm i and even when i'm walking at night i feel Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. and i like i live in a small little town yeah but you just like something like like you see someone who might be freaks you out a little yeah, bit or, or like, like hear something behind yeah you and you're like automatically i'm like pretending to be on the phone like yeah. hey yeah i'll be home in like five minutes like yeah. i'm just right at this exact location yeah like, yeah exactly and like when they're explaining all of this stuff like what happened to who she describes as cat girl Mm-hmm. Um, who, which is a person she knew from her childhood, right, right? And then what happens to Kay? Yeah. Um, I'm like, I did that as a teenager. I would cut through yeah. somewhere yeah. in the middle of the night. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, yeah. but like, who wouldn't? No, like you know what I mean. Totally. And then like you freak yourself out because you know you technically quote unquote yeah. should be doing that, and yeah. it's like, well, maybe men shouldn't be raping exactly. women. Exactly. <laughs> 
or like making them feel uncomfortable so that they can 100%. like you know just live their lives and 100%. walk around 100 percent. which brings me to the next quote that i wrote down which was the victim is on trial too yeah. yes yes it's so messed up mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so true mm-hmm. all right and the na- episode the name of that episode was victim blaming so right. like yeah it's like you said they're like turning it around mm-hmm. on mm-hmm on the victim mm-hmm. it's so messed up and that we see that we see that all the time today mm-hmm. like it's and it, we saw that in bear town too yeah just that yeah. whole vibe of like mm-hmm. but he's a promising young man it's yeah. like well what about the woman yeah one mistake shouldn't a mistake what do you yeah. mean like <laughs> yeah now this woman has been reduced to like nothing but like totally Totally. A shell of herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what about, like, wasn't the woman a promising young yeah, woman? Yeah. Like, should she have just accepted this yeah. and been like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. my body is just for someone to take. Yeah. Like, yeah. I belong to no one yeah. and everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so fucked. It is. <sighs> okay. Um. So after the episode, Rachel is um, taken in the sights, mm-hmm. hanging out, mm-hmm. and then she's watching the ocean i guess Mm -hmm. and she it's like subconsciously Mm -hmm. she like asks and she's like horrified in her own self that she even asks she um reaches out to a couple who are walking and said hey where's the morrison point jetty Mm -hmm. um and i'm just like that's dumb yeah why are you being dumb (laughs) (laughs) it does make sense later on she kind of describes how it's like her reporter self like curiosity got the cat or whatever exactly um, also, a jetty is a small pier. Okay. Thank I looked you. that up. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, the couple's like, oh, we've never heard, we haven't heard some, um, um, anybody ask about that for years, blah, blah, blah. So then oh, she. Oh, it's been 25 years. There hasn't been a jetty around here. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> um, she, so she heads over. Um, no one's really there other than fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's like waiting forever mm-hmm. by the sounds of it she's mm-hmm. asking the fishermen some questions mm-hmm. and then she's like fuck this i'm gonna go yeah and then as she's leaving she sees a pocket knife and a note creepy creepy like yeah. the note is stuck in a wood like yeah. with the knife with the knife stabbing <laughs> motion yeah. there was a stabbing motion involved yes there was um and then she reads the note and and it's, it's addressed to her it's addressed to her too so yeah. like obviously i guess they painted that like nobody goes there and she hadn't seen anybody walk up so yeah. i guess the chances of her being the person to find the note yeah i guess but yeah which what was i which was what i was thinking i was like people would have passed it and been like what the fuck is this totally anyways but it yeah. also seems a little stalkery <laughs> um the the note says that um gives some details that jenny was murdered mm-hmm. at the jet on mm-hmm. the jetty that one yes yeah yeah and that she and that the letter writer wanted mm-hmm. justice yes um and that she was explaining why she's pleading for help hannah's pleading for help mm-hmm. um and that she had emailed multiple times and um then just stopped emailed the podcast emailed the podcast yeah. uh, multiple times yeah. and then um just stopped and then now she's taking things into her own hands Mm -hmm. so like she's apologizing Mm -hmm. in the same sentence where she's like i'm just gonna keep stalking you yeah it's like it's like a creepy vibe but she wants justice so badly and she like tried to go about it the non-creepy way yeah i don't know like she's obviously gotten rachel's attention which is her like Mm -hmm. aim yeah so i don't know i don't know and then we find out a little bit more in the letter about 
um, Jenny and Hannah's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that their mother died just weeks after Jenny did. Mm-hmm. She had cancer and mm-hmm. it, she kind of just succumbed to that, like mm-hmm. we were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, I guess Hannah ended up at a hospital, mm-hmm. maybe for some like psychiatric maybe, yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she didn't have any more family because it was just her sister mm-hmm. and her mom. Mm-hmm. So she ends up with foster parents. Yeah. Um, and their names are Henry and Kate, but Henry calls her Kitty. And they're just an older couple. Mm-hmm. Um, they adopted her when she was 13. And it seems like they have a really yes. lovely yes. relationship. Yes. Like, I love that for her. Yes. I was happy that it was good and not yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. I made a note. She was described, Hannah was describing Jenny, and she described her hair as the color of corn. <laughs> and I felt really uncomfortable by that statement. Why? And I just said, please never describe anybody's hair as the color of corn. Like, she could have used so many other different, like, like the color of the sun. sun. <laughs> yeah. And, like, what it, my, like, she had the color, hair color of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I don't know. It kind of maybe has like a Midwest vibe, guess, and that's like a yeah. cornfield. Like I feel like it's like endearing. Yeah. <laughs> I, <guess so. laughs> I don't the know. Color of corn. She, her hair oh, was the another, color of corn. What's another like funny? Her hair what was the color, color of sewage. <laughs> her hair was the color of broccoli. <laughs> cauliflower oh my gosh cauliflower <laughs> it's like an older person yeah. it was the color of cauliflower just like random vegetables i just feel as if like you would never describe somebody with blonde hair as having the color of corn like you'd say the sun or something yeah, like that yeah uh, also or like, like golden or... when someone says the color of corn you think that they did like a really bad dye job yeah <laughs> they bleached their hair and didn't like tone it or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> all right all right um and then she also explains Hannah also explains how she still has like really bad night terrors. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a note in this um, tell me. section. Tell too, me. And that um, she in the hospital was feeling like she had nothing to live for yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, and then she had a turn and she's obviously like very mo- emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can only look forward. And you like she can't look back Mm -hmm. you have to look forward Mm -hmm. which is really yeah emotionally mature totally for somebody who would be like 10 years old yes yeah a hundred percent i don't i don't quite know yeah like it's just like what are her other options Uh, yeah but it's smart that she like was that's like almost like someone who wants to progress progress Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. and not just be in their own sadness I guess. yeah yeah it is emotionally yeah. mature yeah totally and like i guess kitty and henry gave that for to her which Aww. was i loved that like i love them said. too yeah it's cute so then we get episode two of two. the podcast two. which was called the shortcut um so we find out that Kay, who is the ele- alleged victim and what they're going to call her in the podcast mm-hmm. um because they haven't divulged the name mm-hmm. She was headed to a friend's house named Lexi, but she had missed the bus. And I fucking hate Lexi. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want my name to be out there. No. Yeah. At first, I thought, like, when you're learning this, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, God, like, I wouldn't want 
my name and then as i was reading i was like i definitely well, she contributed yeah. yeah um so she's heading to her friend lassie's house miss the bus so she decides she's gonna take the shortcut because mm-hmm. it's like if she takes the long way it's 45 minutes if she takes the short way it's like 15 mm-hmm. so obviously yeah and if you want to get to your friend's house because they're having a small quote-unquote party. party yeah yeah obviously um and it also it also makes a note here how rachel had walked both routes and neither seem overly safe to her because it's either through a field or down like a dark rural road exactly so it's not like Mm -hmm. it's not like one is better than the other really exactly (laughs) yeah um so that's pretty much what that episode was just talking Mm -hmm. about how it wasn't like particularly safe either Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. Um, when she's walking through the field she sees like beer bottles crack pipes like obviously there's maybe some unsavory people she felt a bit nervous Mm -hmm. being out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kind of but she did also double down and say when you're walking down the road Mm -hmm. you're at the mercy of anybody driving by yes and that there could be nobody driving by for quite some time Mm -hmm. so if somebody wanted to pull over and take you like they they would do it yeah exactly so it's not really Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like I was saying like it's one or the other it's not like and she had people approach her when she walked the, yeah. the road route yes yeah so it's like being like hey get in the back of yeah. our pickup truck yeah it's like i'm no. sure they were being nice yeah. but like no yeah yeah totally um so then we're back at the hotel do you have anything other notes nope. before? okay so we're yep. back at the hotel um and she's at the bar and there's like a nighting nightingale bird in a cage I know, which i'm like so sad sad about but i'm like what's with it like it i know keeps coming up so i wrote then, that too i'm like yeah. what's with the significance of the, the bird? bird yeah and it, so it's supposed to sing it doesn't sing yeah because it's in a cage maybe at the end yeah, maybe. maybe at the end maybe rachel's gonna let it go or yeah. something <laughs> um and then um ooh, this is creepy um she heads to her room for the night and turned down service had been and there was a brochure from the local cemetery Mm -hmm. that was sent to her room Mm -hmm. and hannah had marked where jenny was buried in the cemetery Mm -hmm. and she's like nobody knows where i'm staying like nobody should know Mm -hmm. my room Mm -hmm. no and she's rightfully pissed off yeah so she like goes down to the desk and yeah. like, who the fuck yeah and don't ever have anybody send my shit to my room yeah and the guy's like well you called and asked for yeah. it and she's like no i did not no. let me hear the recording yeah she's like do you think that's me and he's like no no yeah <laughs> no i don't think that is after she goes to the desk the then there's just spooky food I at know. her door i know and it was weird because she was really hungry yeah yeah and she's like this is exactly what i would have ordered and there's just spooky food and a letter. I know it's spooky food, but it's burger and fries, which yeah. I could go for which right now. Which I mean, now. like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there and there's the letter, yeah, an envelope with her name on it, mm-hmm. and then it's another letter from Hannah. And I don't have too much yeah. about notes about this, but it's Hannah's writing to Rachel, and she finds it cathartic. Yeah, and she's just gonna keep doing it, and she's gonna keep doing it essentially. Yeah. Um, and she starts to explain a day where they went to the beach yeah. together. Yeah exactly so that's cool uh yeah so then we're on to episode three Mm -hmm. called the party Mm -hmm. um they're getting ready for the party um and it got out of control really quickly Mm -hmm. so they had only invited 15 people and 
four times the amount of people showed up. You shit happened. Yeah. And many of them, so they are in high school, yes. Lexi and Kay are. Yeah. And many of the people who were there were college age or older. Right. And then um, somebody spiked the pop at the party with moonshine. Mm-hmm. And before Kay realized she was wasted. Which sucks. Yeah. That would be so gross. Yeah. And it also sounds like, I don't know for certain, but we do find that Kay had beer in her backpack that she was bringing, but she was obviously drinking soda. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if she hadn't even really, like, planned to drink. Maybe she just, like, brought it to, like, contribute. Yeah. Or, like, maybe she was going to have one. Totally. Or, like, yeah. Or it's just, like, an inconsistency in the author's writing. Yeah, true. um, Mm -hmm. I did find that interesting because it does make her seem even more of a victim because Mm -hmm. she wasn't intentionally trying to get that drunk Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. just super sad yeah and then so they spike the drinks there's even videos of her like stumbling online or whatever which is super gross um k bumps into lou and lou turns out to be lexi's ex but Mm -hmm. it seems like lexi has a ton of exes Mm -hmm. and she also seems like the jealous type yeah and she likes to like keep them all like in her yes spider web yeah Yeah. to be like oh maybe i'll go back to him exactly but it also kind of just sounds like Mm -hmm. she doesn't want anybody else dating them no 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 so it's like i love him and like she didn't she sounds like the fucking worst honestly so then lou takes k outside just to talk Mm -hmm. and lexi finds them together and loses it on k and lou says that they didn't even like yeah. they weren't making out mm-hmm. or whatever but Lexi yeah. says that they were yeah. so I'm gonna believe Lou yeah and he was the only one who was sober at the party because oh, he, he had like he was on a oh, team or something right. baseball and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he had had practice yes. early the next morning. yeah yeah so then Lexi's losing it and Lou leaves them together because yeah. he's like <laughs> bye he's I don't out. yeah part of this drama which <laughs> respect Lou, yeah but yeah, uh, in hindsight yeah. he wished he yeah, had stayed he, yeah, he obviously and then, so Lexi is like a real oh, fucking witch, yeah. and she locks Kay out of her house, Ugh. and Kay doesn't have her jacket or her cell phone, no. which is like, not even having your jacket, jacket. is awful, yeah. 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 like garbage, mm-hmm. and there's, it seems like people, like she goes out front to like yeah. wait, to and hoping someone will let her somebody. in, yeah. yeah, and people are like laughing at her, yeah. and like mocking her from the window, yeah. so she obviously like, yeah, and she can see, like, Lexi going up to people and, like, like whispering. whispering her yeah. story. And then people start laughing. Yeah, and, it's like, Ugh, that's so messed up. So she's awful. obviously like, okay, I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck this. I'm just yeah. going to go home. Yeah. Which, 100%, I would, yeah. too. I'd do the exact same thing. Yeah. Although I'd probably... No, i do the exact same thing. You don't have your cell phone. Yeah. What are you going to do? Exactly. I'm not going to let these people just stand and laugh at me. and like. Although I'm I not may gonna... have barged in the house and, like, taken my shit. Yeah, maybe. I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't. Because, like, yeah, I, I don't want to stand for people. And she's not going to beg. She doesn't want, she's not, yeah, like, the true. person yeah, who's yeah. going to beg yeah. to be let in. Well, she feels embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand 100%. Yes. Yeah, totally. So, Rachel. Rachel. Of course. She's headed to the cemetery. <laughs> Of course she is. I wrote LOL. <laughs> um, so she finds, it sounds like the first part of the cemetery is like the historical part of it. Mm-hmm. Then she mm-hmm. goes past and it's like an actual cemetery that you and I would be used mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finds Jenny and Hope's graves. 
um, they're side by side. Mm-hmm. And then she sees that somebody had graffitied Jenny's tombstone a long time ago um, with the word whore. So why do yeah. that? Yeah. But like it's also intentional. Um, so then Rachel's like kind of looking and snooping around, mm-hmm. seeing what's there. Mm-hmm. She ends up. The rain's coming, so then she, like, runs, but she ended up taking an old card from the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as she's leaving, she sees a woman in her rearview mirror, but then when she, like, looks around mm-hmm. again, it, she's gone. Mm-hmm. We um, also learn that the K mm-hmm. is, her name is Kelly, yes. yeah. and seeing that horror graffiti, I got a vibe, I don't know, if, I wrote it down, I don't know if it was written there or if I'm just, like, super intuitive and amazing, but... <laughs> Probably the latter. <laughs> I just wrote down that it seems like um, this with Jenny might be kind of parallel to her podcast case with Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously like a connection. Time. Yes. Yeah. Something's sure. going on. Because you're so intuitive. Because I'm so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it was probably written in there and I just literally wrote down the exact same thing. Beep, oh beep, <laughs> Look at me, pat on the back. Look at me with my line of yarn. I yeah. figured it out. I know everybody. I know everything. I read the whole fucking book. Reader headed to the max. Could you imagine? I read the whole book and I'm like, could check this out. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. And it's like spot on yeah. to the T. Like you just wrote out. Like the here's my theory. The- Jenna kills her parents. And just a theory though. <laughs> She it's used like, Irina's car. We get to the end and it's like verbatim the yeah. last page of the book. <laughs> Just a theory though. I don't know. I DK, like whatever. How amazing am I? Oh my gosh. I just start a podcast on solving murders. Okay, anyway. It's called Guilty or Not Guilty. <laughs> oh gosh, that's oh, funny. Oh god, okay. Uh, so then we're on to episode four, which is called Into the Night. Ooh. Um, spooky. So the town, she's realizing that the town is very divided on the case. Yeah. There's tension amongst the whole town. There's even people, like, breaking out in arguments in the grocery store. Yeah. Um, and people are, like, speaking up for Scott, which I'm like, buh. Mm. It's like, if somebody was targeting my son Mm. who made a mistake, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 Mm -hmm. hands on hips. I know. Um, So then we get some more details about the night that Kay is walking home. Mm -hmm. Um, She's cut through the field Mm -hmm. and um, she's probably feeling nervous. Mm -hmm. She can hear footsteps running toward her and then they, um, Rachel explains the Flight fright, mm-hmm. flight fr- fright, flight fight freeze. Yes, you got it. Jump, 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 jump. And she froze. Yes. Um, but then she felt relief when she recognized that it was a guy from school, mm-hmm. and his name is Harris Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he told. This is kind of sad. Yeah, it is. He told Kay that she shouldn't be out there walking alone. She was kind of like, well, you shouldn't be out here either. And he's like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, and then he just wanted to make sure she got home okay. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they live close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, he's like right across from this park that they mm-hmm. end up going to hang out in. And she lives like three blocks or mm-hmm. three houses down or something mm-hmm. like that. Blocks. 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 
Um, and then so they he had some more alcohol mm-hmm. they started drinking a little bit more mm-hmm. making out a little bit whatever mm-hmm. um, i think they're on the swings yes. aren't they on the swings yeah that's cute yeah they're just uh, like being teenagers exactly they're and it sounds teenagers. like he's genuine like he genuinely was like i just want to make sure sure's that you're okay home, okay because yeah. he probably watched the whole situation yeah. like unfold and, and then, then was like yeah it's like this girl can't just be yeah be walking home by herself yeah. in the dark yeah in the middle of the night yeah drunk yeah and um, then they're at the oh, park yeah. literally across from his, his house. house. So yeah. she's like, he's like, she's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. Right? He like BRB'd yeah. for a joint. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to run to my house, grab a joint. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So yeah, he BRB'd and then she didn't even realize that somebody was there. I know my notice. And then dot, dot, dot. I wrote dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Kevin. <laughs> What's Kevin. his name? Scott. Scott. Scott, Kevin, they're all Ke- the same. Well, Kevin from Bear Town. I know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. Predator. All right, so then we find out that Rachel is meeting with Kelly's father mm-hmm. at 11 p.m., which I was like, that's fucked. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah, super secret, super secret. Got some weird vibes about mm-hmm. that, but then we find out that he wanted to meet with Rachel after his daughter and his wife had gone to bed, so 11 p.m. doesn't seem as sketchy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, did we find out his name? Dan. Mm-hmm. His the Father. Kelly's father's name yeah. is Dan. Mm-hmm. So Dan took the rape very hard, mm-hmm. which is makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because Kelly's name is being kept from the press, it won't allow. This was fucked. Mm-hmm. It won't allow her family to speak up. Yeah. But the Blair family is using like a drip method and allowing the press little bits and pieces that mm-hmm. shine the mm-hmm. case in scott's favor yeah. which yeah. is garbage it is. Yeah. like that's so yeah. i never even thought of that sort of dynamic mm-hmm. where when the victim is being kept um quiet like yeah. their name is being held like, yeah protected yeah or yeah, whatever yeah. The case is. yeah that the family can't say anything, anything. yeah and, it, and even if they did and they wanted to be anonymous it wouldn't mm-hmm. seem credible mm-hmm. like that's just so messed up it is. that dynamic is so yeah, messed up it's fucked dan read an article in the paper painting scott as the victim and he was so pissed off about it that he called rachel finally because mm-hmm. i guess rachel probably wanted to get in touch and mm-hmm. what they weren't able to um and he explains how his daughter has changed drastically since the rape she used to be like mm-hmm. just sort of a bright normal woman, teenager yeah, yeah. Exactly. and now she's like you said earlier just a shell of her herself yeah. like Lonely. sleeping a lot yeah <laughs> like get out of bed which makes sense like oh my gosh yeah and then we find out that dan's dad was a legendary police chief and his name was russ moore Mm -hmm. i'm not totally sure how that's going to come in to play just a note yeah yeah um and then we find out that their lawyer wait whose lawyer yeah dan dan's lawyer the prosecutor yeah okay his name is mitch elkins and he was a big shot defense attorney who turned prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Always interesting when that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like they had to make a bunch of bank and then they're like, well, now I have a conscience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What's your no, theory? Got, like, no, I've got little like notes that are okay, like. Okay, okay, okay. I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't have any. Um, and Rachel asks Dan. We find out that 
they were all kind of like friends or acquaintances because they all there was only one high school back in the day so like and they they, grew up there they all grew up there Mm -hmm. yeah that's Mm -hmm. all i wanted to say and then oh and then rachel asks dan if he recognizes the name jenny stills Mm -hmm. and he says he does not Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is weird because you'd think he would in a small town with a murder yeah or a death at least in a small town that he's from yeah. So that he does explain it that, like, he left right after graduation. Right. Well, before he graduated, yeah. right? Because he did the army or something? Yeah. He, yeah. like, left town. They went on, like, a summer vacation, and then he went right into the Navy or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. like, I guess that could explain that, but also... Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. do you think maybe he knows something, and that's why he's taking this, like, with his daughter? You've got theories. Okay, okay. And then she leaves the house. Aunt Rachel leaves the house to go back to her car and she feels like she's being followed. Eek, eek, eek. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, tell me. Okay. So I've got um one for that, like how Scott, which is um no, Scott's dad, sorry. Yeah. Um, and Mitch were all friends and they graduated in the same year that Jenny was right. killed yes. and murdered. Yes. But apparently Dan was gone already. So right. I'm wondering because he apparently she died that summer. Right. I'm wondering if Mitch maybe had something to do or like Scott's dad had something to do with the murder or knows more about it. And like he's feeling guilty being the hotshot defense attorney. And they were like Dan was explaining like, oh, he had like a sharp wit and like he could talk his way out of anything. Like he was really good at that even in high school. Interesting. That was that. And then also I just made a note that was like Hannah, we're not really getting anything from like hannah's current perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're only getting her through a note which is like creeping me out oh wait like you think she's dead or something no 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 i don't think she's dead it's just creeping me out that we're not like getting her in real life perspective like the other side of like she's watching and like maybe like we're left to our own devices just being like she's a creepy stalker oh and like watching her from afar all the time okay and like i don't know i think that just freaks me out yeah that is i mean it's part of the creepiness of our october Mm -hmm. spooky book right yeah something that i just thought about when you were talking um which i didn't write down but i'm curious now that we have that connection of them Mm -hmm. all having graduated and stuff remember when hannah was talking about how she was at the beach with jenny oh yeah and those kids and the boys Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. so jenny was apparently like a beautiful woman who Mm -hmm. it seems didn't really give a shit about the boys and um the boys came and asked hannah hannah for her phone number Mm -hmm. and then hannah didn't tell jenny about it Mm -hmm. Mm. so maybe Maybe something something yeah yeah creepy and weird because i'm getting i'm sort of getting the vibe that like Jenny is being painted as a whore, but she had no, no interest yeah. in the boys. Yeah. So it's that sort of victim, yeah. like, creating a narrative mm-hmm. that is not at all there. Yeah. Like, exactly. To sort of make them mm-hmm. painted in a better light. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fucked. Yeah. And, it, yeah. And obviously, like, I think when Rachel was in the cemetery, like, she looked around to see if, like, graffiti was prevalent or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And she could tell, obviously, it was deliberate and yes. from a long time ago yes. when she had seen the horror on there. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe she rejected yeah, somebody. Yeah, one of the boys. Yeah. And, like, when, I guess it was a bet that if that guy got her yes. number. Because yes. 
Hannah saw them give each other money or right. whatever after totally. she was like, no, I don't know our phone number. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, they didn't, their yeah. phone was off. Oh yeah. Right. Because they didn't have money. Yeah. Also, what do you think that like, she took the ribbon and the note card from the cemetery oh, yeah. and she put it in her glove box. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's going to have like some fancy forensic CSI, CSI thing? shit and they're going to find out what it says? Oh Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I thought it was strange because, like, when she looked at it in the cemetery, she was like, I can't read it. It's it was like legible. so old. Yeah. It, yeah. The ink has run or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But maybe, she kept it. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe someone, the perpetrator was guilty and had left a, a note. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she took it in their handwriting analysis. Me, me, me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to keep yeah. reading, though. And what's with the bird? Is it just symbolism? Oh, the bird. Maybe it's just symbolism. I know. It's so sad, though. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Don't don't put the bird in the cage. I don't, like, don't have a bird alone in a cage at yeah. a hotel. That's mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. Okay. What do you guys think? What are you guys thinking? Tell us in our Facebook group. Yeah. Tell us. About I've your noticed, twists like, and your a turns. few people um, coming in. New people. New people are coming? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember their names, so I'm really sorry. I should have oh. written them down. Oh. I'm sorry. Did you let them in? Yeah, I let oh, them in. Oh, nice. I was like, I didn't see that. I That's- let them in to the <laughs> inter sanctum awesome. of our They mind. were like, and you were like, welcome. Come in. And then they're like, yikes, I don't want to be here. No, so you I'm were like, kidding. state your name they at the door. <laughs> cool. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Welcome. New peeps. Yeah. Hopefully you like this one. I think they maybe came from... Um, not a happy family Ooh. so they probably would like this book yeah this is a good we i like think this is thrillers. gonna be a goodie yeah we like some thrillers mm-hmm. all right cool. all right okay so next week we're reading chapter 14 to 27 perfect okay we will see you then see you then goodbye a uh, goodbye hello hello goodbye goodbye <laughs>